This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked and Foria Wellness. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. It's Tuesday again, Clitorati, and we have a very special September Clitorati Q&A for ya. So keep sending in those questions and we'll keep putting our two cents in. Today, we're super stoked. We have two badass ladies who are joining us and I'll give you a few hints. They have a podcast. They love weed and talking about sex and they're both single mamas. Please welcome the two uncensored, outspoken hosts of Good Moms, Bad Choices, Erica and Mila. Thank you for having us. Yay. Yes, and we just did a recording with you guys for your show that comes out tomorrow, which is right. hilarious. So all of you ready, go over and listen to it. They are so funny and entertaining. I was like, pure, I was just sitting there in pure joy the whole recording. Yeah, it was <laughs> one of the greatest experiences of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all decided we're best friends. <laughs> and basically, yeah, that's what's happening. We're gonna pop Bad. their play. We're gonna pop their play party cherry. I we're also it. fucking neighbors. We all. <laughs> we all I know. You, you, we live all of like a mile away from each other, but we're sitting here on fucking Facetime Squadcast. The fucking yeah. COVID nineteen. <laughs> all right, all right. So we um, we generated some really awesome questions from our clitorati, and we're gonna all do our best to. To answer them, Katie, you want to kick us off and stay focused? Sure. Usually, in our Q and A episodes, we we somehow go off tangent and start talking about things like Pegasus. <laughs> that does happen sometimes. That does that did happen last. Disclaimer: so, We apologize in advance. Okay, so first question. This is someone who wrote in from our um, website. I'm a 55 year old woman, and all that implies with generational inhibitions of sex and body image. My ex once told me that. He had always thought I had an ugly pussy. So oh. now, I know, what an asshole. So now, but that happens all the time. So now as a single woman, I am mortified to start dating. Do you have any tips um, learning to be okay with your vagina if it doesn't look pink and perfect like a porn, like a porn star's lady? Wow. First yeah. of all, what a fucking asshole. For real. Honestly. <laughs> and I, I actually had a similar experience. I had a guy once tell me, I was in high school when he told me this, that um, he was he fingered me and then told me, are you sure you're a virgin? Because your pussy feels too loose to be a virgin. And I was a virgin still. I've and had that like, happen to wow. me too. The guy who took my virginity said that he didn't, he didn't believe, he tried to shame me and tell me that I wasn't a virgin, that he could tell that I wasn't a virgin. Wow. I was like, what the fuck? And on top of that, just to, to, to chime into the question, I've also had a guy tell me about like when I was young, like I was probably like 19. And I don't know, like eating pussy is kind of taboo in the black community. Not so much these days, but when I was in my teens to late early 20s, like black men like do not like to talk about eating pussy. It's just become a, a phenomenon in rap music in the last, I'd say like five years. I swear to God. You're laughing, mm. being like, sure. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so 
I remember this guy eating my pussy and he, and he tried to tell me that like it smelled, it didn't smell like how it was supposed to smell. Oh and my so God. because of that, like I it. always felt so self-conscious about mm. my my vagina. It was always like, oh my God, it's so it's smell. Like, oh my God. Okay, my current, my boyfriend and every man after that have fucking loved the way I smell. So I was like, <laughs> fuck you but for a for a long time in that relationship like I struggled with like feeling like I wasn't normal and so I feel like with her I think she probably just needs to I don't know I don't I want to say explore other women because maybe that's not her thing but I don't know like look up other like porn pussy is not a good look at look at some of your friends pussies yeah. No, seriously. They actually call that pussy church. If, if your friends are down for the pussy examination. I, I, I've I seen my friends' vaginas or, you know, if things are not, something's feeling different or I'm having questions. I think it's, I think it should be normalized for friends to look at friends' pussies. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe we should start a movement like normalize normal pussies. Normalize normal pussies. I think pussies. that all girlfriends, we should all know what our friends' pussies look like. Yeah. Just because, like, it's just like, I'm sure they all look different. Some of them might look like the porn. Some of them might be longer, fatter, you know, smaller, whatever. Like, I think when I started seeing those charts, you know how they have the charts of, like, there's, yeah, like, 25 the pussies. Which one have you landed? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm included on here. I know because, mm. like, my lips are kind of long. And I was like, mm. is this normal? Or is this, like, do I have, like, a clit dick? I don't know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well, true. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, and there's also five different types of clits. That's right. right. But we did a whole episode on that. Yeah, yeah, that's a Literally. great episode to see because like each clit likes different stimulation. So it's really fantastic to then actually understand you are normal. And there's a lot of people who experience this. We're not all the same, but like we're all of our clits and vaginas are created equal. You know, we're like, and and we talk about looking at our friends' pussies. And I love that. We Two major things we talk about in this show, we've done two episodes on is pussy gazing. Mm-hmm. Like being with your pussy in a mirror, right? And talking to yep. her. And then we talk about um, pussy church, which is literally like, instead of, reading palms, it's reading pussies. We have the the, the pussy oracle come on our show. And we, and we hit it with each pussy. other. Who's the yeah, pussy oracle? What's the, the pussy oracle? Shira Sullivan is the pussy oracle. And it's actually, mm-hmm. so this this uh, listener who wrote in was asking if there's episodes. So the pussy gazing is Lacey Haynes and that is episode 47. And then the pussy church with um, the pussy oracle is episode 58. And well, sugar pointed to that. Those are two really powerful things you can do with it. Like look at your put like, so Lacey Haynes leads these workshops where she teaches women to like remove sh- like pussy shame around like their pussy by looking at it in a mirror. You do this whole thing. And when we went through this exercise, it was really interesting. We all had the same reaction when we got really in tuned to your pussy, almost as like a little creature. She was like, what's the first thing you want to say? And unanimously, all of us were like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for mm-hmm. shaming you. I'm sorry for making you do things that you didn't want to do. So I would say like, first of all, fuck that guy. Second of all, start to build a relationship to your own pussy and fall in love and like get present to her because she's really powerful. And all pussies look different. Don't be mortified. That guy should be mortified. Don't be mortified. Like there are so many different shapes and sizes and colors of pussies. Like... It's okay. No they, two pussies look and alike. And they change. You know, you know, me and Jamila, we both have daughters and 
We talk a lot about, you know, the shame that, you know, little girls feel about their body parts and like, not to like, because I know we're talking about it in a more sexual way, but to desexualize it and talk about it and just as anatomy, like, I think, you know, even me growing up, like I was so disconnected a little, I was, I knew, I always felt very sexual as a child and always felt like I wanted to explore my body, but never felt like I could because it just wasn't a conversation that I had with my mom. In fact, it was more like, the first conversation I ever had about my vagina was when I started my period and it was like, you can have babies now. And I, it was, I was scared of myself. And so now having a five-year-old who is touching herself and not even in a sexual way, but just exploring her body. Like recently I grabbed a mirror and told, and showed her her vulva wow. and tried to show her and, you know, show her vagina. And, you know, and she was kind of like laughing and silly about it. But like, I really wanted her to know, like, it's not like, it's okay. This is what this is. And then like, once I just talked about it in frank terms, she was like, okay, so what's this again? What's this called? What's this mama? And like, mm. I hope that like, I mean, my hope is that like as women and as, and as she matures, that there is this like less of this like shame around what our pussies look like and you know comparing one to the other because they're all made differently they all work they all experience pleasure and deliver pleasure Mm -hmm. and I feel like it really starts when you're you're young you know just kind of connecting to yourself Mm -hmm. wow that's what what an incredible mom that's amazing thanks 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 I just you know I think parenthood really and I and I'm sure you can speak to this Katie too I know you're you have a little one it's like you get this opportunity to like, kind of like do things different. Like your parents fucked up, but like, okay, I really love the way you did this, but I wish like I could have had this. And so, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure like there'll be times that there'll be moments where my daughter, when she's raising her kids, like my mom's really fucked up here. For sure. I mean, (laughs) she probably smoked too much weed in front of me. (laughs) Um, But you know, you live and you learn. I'm, you know, we do the best we can, but. I think that's really great, like shifting the next generation to like not have so much shame. And that's something that we're really committed to doing here as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. Your daughter is very lucky to have you. This is next level. This is, this is sex education. Like our sex education in this company, in this company. Are you drunk? Yeah. In this country, sex education is just whack. You know, mm-hmm. and, and we are, are, you know, we're, we're like, what, like their parents are like, oh no, like that's your, your cookie. You're, you're, you're down you're, there. You're your butterfly, like, your diamond. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up, mom. It's a pussy and it's okay to call it a pussy. Yeah. Regina Thomas shower says pussy is the most holy word there is. I agree. <laughs> and I'm just going to say it for the record. Real men don't shame pussies. Not if they love them. And we nope. don't, I mean, we definitely don't call weak people pussies because actually pussies are strong as fuck. So. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. exactly. You know what that tells me? If a guy says that a girl's pussy is ugly, it's like, oh, well, that clearly tells me that you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you, so, you don't get many, you don't get a lot of pussy. You right. have not experienced exactly. a large range of vagina. And so you're unfamiliar and you're scared. And so this is how you are labeling this pussy because you've had a lack of. Yep. Yeah. And I would say, I wonder if there's some other resources that we can guide women to, to look at normal pussies because porn is just not the way 
Because, you know, those those are professional actresses who, like, get labiaplasty and, like... And, like, like, bleach their buttholes. Yeah. I want to do that. I'm I'm happy to... I I recently actually took us... uh, Me and my man, we were, like, taking big pictures of us having sex. And there was, like, we were doing it from behind. And then I I saw, like, my butthole. And I I guess, like, I haven't seen it in a while because, you know, I'm not back there. (laughs) And, (laughs) And it was dark. And I was, like... And I thought to myself, I was, like am I supposed to like bleach this or something? Like, is it supposed to be like one color? Or is it like, and then I was like, well, he don't fucking care. So oh, wow. I don't fucking yeah. care. Um, speaking to what you said um, about the, uh, maybe like some references we can give the listeners about pussies. Mm. We posted back, way back, way back on somewhere on our timeline, we posted a, a pussy chart. Um, mm. and, and we, uh, we also discussed how me and Erica sent each other, well, we've seen each other vaginas, obviously, but we also sent each other pussy pictures to say, Hey, what number do you think I am? But oh. if you guys Google, um, pussy chart, I, I don't know <laughs> if it's pussy chart, maybe it's vagina chart, like vulva chart, vulva chart. There like is, that. there are a couple like animated charts. They're pretty good animations of different types of vaginas, but send you, them to your friends. Yeah. So ask them. So that's that's actually... It's a great way to start the conversation. It's not awkward. Like, hey, I'm number 22. What are you? I think you're 12. <laughs> yeah, that's a great... If you don't feel comfortable, like, pussy flashing your friends in person, like, just send them a pussy selfie. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. Sometimes I, mean, I send my friends naked pictures. Also, just in case True. your listeners care or want to send someone nudes, Erica and I, we're <laughs> always accepting nudes at Good Moms. Also for you guys, Flit Talk. Yeah, please send if, us if, nudes. If you have no one to send them to, we're available. We take them. We sometimes send them back. We send, them, we send nudes back. And then we also just encourage your nudes. We're, like People like sometimes like, should I send this to my like, man? Like, hell yeah, you And should. I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, absolutely. Oh, I like that. Wait, are you, you guys I'm actually going to bend over a little Way harder. harder. Yeah, like, and then they'll send it and I'm like, that's the one. <laughs> okay, I'm wow. sorry. I'm sometimes a little naive. Are you actually serious? I think they're yeah. serious. They're being dead serious. We're always asking This is the most them. genius thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's right? The only person I've ever sent nudes to is Lindsay and Sugar and my husband. <laughs> well, now you got oh, us. Now you got us and we'll send them back. You I'm guys, excited. I'm really excited to start a WhatsApp group with you. I have to be honest. <laughs> Let's create a challenge. Let's create a challenge. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, we should do a challenge together. Dual oh my God. Challenge. Like a nudist island. Like, let's, <laughs> like, let's create a cyber island of nudity. Like, yes. Cyber, oh cyber island. Well, once me and Erica were in like a cyber <laughs> island of like, it was we called After Dark. It was After Dark and it was like this this couple, they were so fucking sexy and they kept mm-hmm. sending us like these kind of sexy, beautifully shot sex, like POV videos. And they're all in black and white and there's only like 20 people in the chat, but I thought, I felt pretty special. That's pretty hot, actually. Yeah. I like that. I want to start like a group chat of just like yeah. sexy photos that you send. That's like hot. What a Maybe. good thing to do during COVID too. COVID is um, prime time for that would, is that, that would make a profound difference in my day. <laughs> hey there, Clitorati. It's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week, and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex, and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So, I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if 
they would partner with Clit Talk, and they were an overwhelming yes. So now you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there, and if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code CLITTALK10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough, so do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. All right. So our next question comes. I love, I love the way that our, this Clitorati phrased it too. She goes, how do I approach my long-term boyfriend about opening up a relationship without hurting him? And then she goes, also, please talk me out of cheating. Snap <laughs> to you, girl. I feel you, girl. I feel you. Oh, damn. Um, well, I mean, for me, like I'm just, like, I'm an, I have a boyfriend and we are, I guess, ethically non-monogamous. Um, why are you laughing? Because <laughs> um, she wants to be ethically non-monogamous too. She, she, she just thinks the label's silly. <laughs> um, exercise it. Until you exercise How it. How the fuck can we exercise it? I've been trying to exercise it. Okay. People are scared in COVID. I'm like, do you want to fuck or not? Okay, look. <laughs> You're going to get so many COVID. I'm just saying, I get it. I'm being safe. I'm COVID free. But I, also, I really want to. Have I a also just want to just man. have a threesome with my man. Like, why is it so hard? It's very hard right now. You got to recruit a friend. Like, you I was do. having so many threesomes before <laughs> I had a boyfriend. You it's gotta, like, why is it so hard now? You that gotta I'm recruit. Now you know me and Sugar, so it might not be that big a deal. Yeah, they're pretty COVID friendly. Okay, I mean, well, well, look, we're coming over. Um, <laughs> yeah. Send me the field, my field profile right now. I'm gonna send you my field profile. It's pretty poppin'. Um, all I'm saying is that I just feel like for me personally, like, I don't know. You guys probably have a lot more perspective on this than I do, but I like people have asked me like, why do you want to open your relationship up so early? And I'm like, I feel like if anything, it's the best time to do it. Like it's the best time to do it now. Like, why why would we want to like get all these weird feelings of possession? Because we've like felt like you're finally, you're mine. Like we've reached this pinnacle of like, now we're together and it's only you like you own me and I own you and now we open. I'm like that just I feel like bleeds jealousy. Mm-hmm. Like we start this way and we are able to acknowledge our triggers, acknowledge what like bothers us and our boundaries. Like it's not weird later on. So for mm-hmm. her, I, I don't know how deep in her relationship is or if she's been in a relationship for a long time, but I think it's just. I think it's just a matter of having a conversation. I think a lot of times we avoid things. I think people cheat because they want to avoid the conversation and they don't give their partner the benefit the benefit of the doubt that they could potentially mm-hmm. open to it. They just assume that they're not going to be. I mean, I know for me, I came before this, like I came from a relationship where my partner constantly cheated on me and would not give me the benefit of the doubt. And I'm right. there, I'm like, I want to like, I want pussy too. What the fuck? So you're just going to just get pussy without me and that's what he did (laughs) right my husband uh actually asked me do you still like girls because i was dating a woman before him and i've been like since i was like eight or something (laughs) or four and he asked me that and i was like well yeah i can't even imagine what that would be like if i was bisexual if i liked men i was like yeah and he's like, well, do you like anyone? And I was like, well, yeah. And then he's like, who? And then I said, and then we reached out to her and created this whole um, opportunity to get together and have a threesome. And 
And that turned out to be like she wasn't into him. And so her and I got to date and have a relationship, which lasted like eight months until she met like her guy and, you know, like went on her way. And that was kind of the goal is like, you know, supporting each other and manifesting that and me and my relationship just being better and better. And so that was a really safe opening uh, into the world of that. And my husband always felt like he got more from me. And I feel like it was safe to enter that place and like... We, we say like the women should lead, like let the women lead. Um, and, you know, that feminine energy, like the woman being like really connected to the feminine. And if like a woman is like kind of bisexual, this could be like a really great place to start. Um, and let's start talking about things that you are been nervous to talk to each other about that you're going to have like this space that's really safe with each other. Her question was, how, how does she even approach opening up? And there are a couple of books that I read when I was first exploring this conversation that I've mentioned them on the show before, that, but they made a huge difference to me. And the number one book that made a huge difference to me was called The Ethical Slut. And what's really cool about this book, it's been around for 20 years. It has a lot of exercises in there that you can do with your partner and how to really frame the conversation and exactly what she was asking, how to approach your partner, how to really create the framework of why you want this in a way that doesn't necessarily have to disempower them. Because look, I've been on both ends of this. In my previous relationship, we opened it up and it was a horrific, traumatizing experience for me. I'm now in a relationship where I had so much fear because of my last relationship and my new partner and I haven't really played that much, but it's such a different experience. It really depends on the person that you're with and your intention around it. Um, and just to touch on the, her saying, also, please talk me out of cheating. The thing about cheating is if you are committed to doing this ethically, as soon as you cheat, you really don't have a leg to stand on. Because now you're dealing with a trust issue. So if you really are committed to the potential opportunity of having a, a non-monogamous relationship work with the person that you're with, cheating is the absolute worst thing that you can do. Because now you're dealing with a trust issue before you can even get to a space of potentially opening it up versus if you just come and you're straight with your partner, there's a much bigger chance. And you have to be willing to... They may or they may not be willing to open up the relationship and then you have to decide what's your bottom line and are they the person for you or not. And I would also consider what's in it for them. Like this question is really focused on what I'm hearing, what what you want or what you've seen that you think that you want to bring into your relationship. And the conversation will be much more valuable if you also get curious about what's in it for your partner as well and, and your relationship together outside of opening up. To other people. Speaking of opening up, another fantastic book is called Opening Up. And, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Great and, segue. Just like we practiced it. Right? We planned that one. It's no. by Tristan Terramino. I actually always have it on my desk next to me. The first 30 pages talks about all the different types of um, open relationships and shows you kind of a smorgasbord of what those are. And then the rest of the book is about each of them and kind of you can find a place in here for yourself. It's a guide to creating and sustaining open relationships. Um, and Esther Pearl, the author of, of Mating in Captivity, gave this incredible review. She said, this is the book you want to read if you're looking for a voice that is balanced, sensitive, and sensible when tackling the thorny question of sexual boundaries and love relationships, opening up is sure to 
is sure to open up your mind. And my husband and I read this when we were in one of the biggest breakdowns ever when he like got a little confused around emotions and thought he fell in love with like this woman that I was like an attendee of one of our play parties, which was really heartbreaking for me because I was like a host and always taking care of everybody. And I just felt like, what did I do? Like, like, of course I created this situation and this book was um, a huge part of us working through that. And obviously we're successful a year later, fantastic life and community and I've made a difference for a lot of people. So highly recommend this book. Also speaking to cheating, we had an episode with Ava Clay about love obsessions. Definitely recommend Mm -hmm. going back and listening to that episode. Ava Clay says the main reason why people have affairs is to get the feeling of aliveness. And like Lindsay said, when that adrenaline is hit, you're you're really just striving for that adrenaline, that aliveness, and it's not sustainable. Right. Short-lived. Well, and that kind of leads us into our last question for this episode. And I feel like you, good moms, you guys are going to really have a good take on this. Um, It's something I've never mastered. (laughs) So the question is, how can you enjoy casual sex with someone you like and not get attached while still enjoying the sex? I think you have to decide if you're that type of bitch or or, or person, you know? Like you got to know yourself. Okay. That makes sense to me. Some people can fuck and cut ties, you know? I'm kind of one of those people. Blessing and a curse. Mm. Some bitches just can't do it. Well, it also depends who you're... Like, it depends... I think I think women can... Because I've been the crazy girl that's, like, obsessed with you. And then I've been the crazy girl that I, I can detach. And not the cheap crazy girl, yeah. but I've been that girl that can detach as well. I think it's just a case-by-case situation. And you kind of know... You kind of know if you can handle it or not. Don't enter, a, a, like, a... A uh, how do you say like a platonic relationship with someone that you have deeper feelings for that you hope to maybe get something bigger out of it if you have expectations of that relationship graduating to something else eh, why play with fire if that person has blatantly stated I don't want to fuck with you that way I don't see this growing and you genuinely a little bit even if you don't want to admit it feel that way in your heart don't do it Fuck with somebody that does it doesn't matter to you, you know. So it's not like a huge disappointment. I think also like setting boundaries too. Like how often? What are you guys doing when you guys hang out? Mm. Like what are you guys doing when you guys hang out? How much time are you spending? How much are you treating him like a boyfriend? Are you making him a priority like a boyfriend, and then subconsciously expecting that behavior back? Mm. Like, how often are you guys talking on the phone? How often are you guys hanging out? And are you rearranging your plans to hang out with him? Yeah. So I think it's all about setting. I think I think the first step is really setting boundaries and then seeing if you can stick to them. And if you can, then maybe you can do that. But if you find yourself blurring those lines constantly, then you kind of know there's something more here than just a platonic encounter. Well, and you kind of have to hold yourself accountable because you can't really rely on that partner to hold you accountable to not like right. break your own boundaries. So when you catch yourself yeah. doing it, then you got to take a look at that. Yeah, it's really, it's all on you. Only you know yeah. that. He's not going to be like, hey, like maybe he will. He'll be like, yo, I thought we were just fucking. <laughs> or yeah. like most men, they'll just lead you on until you're fully in love. And then they're like, peace, he's, I told you. If you're cooking him dinner and like washing his clothes and shit, he's not going to be like, hey, I thought we were just fucking. 
It's so funny that we just had this conversation. We just gonna keep fucking and getting the dinners. We just had this conversation on a podcast we were on earlier um, called Guys Next Door. It's these three guys, and we were asking them. Like one of the guys was talking about situationships and how he would never, never in a million years has a situationship graduated graduated to a relationship, and Mm. that. Once that we're there, why would I ever make you into a relationship? I'm getting everything that I need. In a relationship, but you're not my relationship. Mm. And that makes sense. Low key, right? The, the, the cow and the milk. I mean, I would, I would, I disagreed with him in the fact that I've known women that in, 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 in relationships with men or situationships that have grown into even marriage, you know, like guys that they've messed around with on and off or wouldn't commit. And eventually like one thing leads to another and then they finally commit. But Hearing a guy's perspective was interesting because I didn't like he was very adamant about it. Like, absolutely not. There's no future. If mm. like so I think really creating those boundaries, sticking to them, and then kind of checking in and really acknowledging how you feel about it. Like you don't have it's okay if you don't feel good. I think sometimes women we shame ourselves into like feeling bad about like having feelings, like because we want to be more like men, whatever, what, and whatever that means, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, man, that's a, that's a really good answer. And I, what I realize, recognize about myself is I'm just, I'm so bad at that because I think like, you know, as Selena Gomez says, like, I want a boyfriend, but I just keep hitting dead ends, you know? <laughs> I just like, want a boyfriend. I'm like a serial, well, I guess I'm not a serial monogamous. We know that, but you know. <laughs> I'm definitely Serious one of those who can't disconnect. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not good. It's all good. I've been with my husband for 13 years, so we're fine. (laughs) But I, but I will say this: like in a non-monogamous relationship, because I'm getting all of my sort of boyfriend or relationship needs, I can have sex with people and not grow feelings for them. So I think you're rooted in something, right? What? Because you're rooted in something. Like your relationship Mm -hmm. with him is so good that you're not really needing anything additional. Yeah, so it's like in inside of that paradigm, I am one of those bitches because <laughs> <laughs> because I can I'm getting all of my my needs met, so sex can then just be sex for me. So I think that I think you know what that tells me about myself is learn to fulfill those if you are single and trying to date casually, like learn to fulfill those needs for yourself and don't have to rely on someone else for it as well. Or, you know, have your girlfriends, have your different friends fulfill different needs, like make dinner for your girlfriends, go on dates with your girlfriends, like cuddle with, have a cuddle buddy, like, and then friend, a friend that you fuck or something like, maybe it's a, maybe it takes a village, you know? Right. It takes right. a fucking village. Sometimes it does. It does. Um, what, what are you, what are you guys, what are your signs? You know, we're LA, we have to ask this. Can you guess? Somebody's a cancer. <laughs> No? I'm the no. Virgo. I'm a Sagittarius. Uh-huh. And I'm an Aries. Huh. Virgo, Sag, and Aries. I wasn't expecting that. Oh, really? Cancer, <laughs> Scorpio. Uh, yeah. You're like, there's a Scorpio, a Leo, and, and some right. Leo. Yeah. There's some water. There's some... Yeah. Fire. Well, I'm, I'm fire. Sagittarius is fire. You're air, right, Madison? I'm fire. Sure. Oh, that's fire also? Okay. Is and Virgo, Virgo is what? Earth? Earth. Earth. I think Virgo's Earth. Earth. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I sure it's fire, I baby. Ground oh. fire. Yeah, oh, you are fire. Guess what? We're loyal. <laughs> loyal? I ain't going anywhere, baby. I know. 
<laughs> I believe that. I did. I believe it. Oh my God. Um, so good moms, bad choices. Is there anything else that you guys want to make sure we put into this episode or mention about you so our fans really get to know you? Um, not really, except <laughs> if you're looking for some more uh, fun people to come listen to, come listen to us at good moms, bad choices. Find us at good moms underscore bad choices on Instagram. Send us nudes. We're into that. Uh, if you have, if you're any, any moms out there, any single moms that thought you're alone and partaking in extracurricular activities um, or dating or having sex, come come join the tribe. Yeah, yeah we, we talk about so many things, and you know, you don't have to be a mom to kick it. There's plenty of of tribe members that don't have children. We have enough content and topics to cover it all. Um, so yeah, we really created this platform for women to, you know, kind of just like feel safe. And, and I, think mm. a lot, I think it's very similar to what you guys have created here at Clit Talk. So we're just really grateful to be able to to come on your podcast and share connect. our perspective yeah. and connect. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is definitely one of our, our favorite collaborations ever, honestly. You guys are and I and I can we can personally attest. We just like we said, they have an episode coming out with us on it tomorrow. So Clitorati, go over and listen to it. These two are hilarious. Like put them together in a room and I could just watch you all day. You're so funny. <laughs> Thank you. You're you're so honest. You're you're creating this this container for this conversation that is so needed and you're doing it in such a beautiful way. Like I'm definitely a fan now and will be listening to your podcast. I think you guys are incredible. And it was just our Thank honor you. to have you on the show. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to Absolutely. come over. Yeah. yeah. We're coming over. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Love you All both right. so much. <laughs> for sure. And uh and with that, Clitorati, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.